Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 30. Can you believe that we made it to episode 30, you guys? It is insane to me that I have made it this far. I feel like I say that in every episode since I hit, like, 20, basically. Um, but yeah, it's still really, really cool. Uh, every like five to ten episodes I guess is a milestone for me now. Um, first off I did want to say that I'm kind of recording this last minute slapdash. In all honesty I was going to release this episode late. This is Monday night and I was going to record this on Tuesday and just release it late Tuesday instead of Tuesday morning but I remembered that I want to go to yoga tomorrow. There's like a free yoga class tomorrow evening and it would be like smack dab in the middle of my evening and there's like not a good time to record before and after, so I'm trying to get this done today. Um, And I already have started my dishwasher and my washing machine before I decided to do this, but I didn't want to stop them because I need to get my chores done too. I really procrastinated all day today, you guys. Um, So if the audio, like the quality of the audio on this one isn't as good as others, I'm really sorry. And in the future, I will try to never record with my dishwasher and washing machine going at the same time again. Um, Other than not doing anything at all today, I had a pretty good weekend. It was Labor Day weekend here in America, um, so that means I had today off, this Monday off. Um, And it was, yeah, it was a good weekend. I went to a bonfire at my friend's house on Friday night, and she had, like, s'mores and, like, chips and dip and everything. She's a mom, so she's, like, got her shit together and knows how to be a wonderful host. Um, And then I went to the lake on Saturday, no, Sunday, yesterday, with my friend. Uh, another group of friends, well, mostly the same group of friends as was at the bonfire, but whatever. Um, there was, you know, some people missing from certain parts of other events. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I had a good weekend. Um, and then today I meant to, like, get up and get everything done really early this morning. And then I didn't get any of my shit done today, basically. So, you win some, you lose some. Um, Also, my episode with Troy, uh, my episode on the Smush Room went up earlier this weekend. I think it was Saturday, so go check that out. Troy and I talked about Snooki and Gianni from Jersey Shore. Um, So yeah, go check out the Smush Room. Um, So this week, I wanted to delve into something that I pretty much have no experience with, so I'm kind of excited to talk about this show. Uh, So this week, we are talking about Dance Moms. Um, So Dance Moms is a show that was really, I guess, kind of after my time in terms of, like, reality TV. Like, this started, I believe, in, like, 2011. So I was kind of over a lot of new types of reality TV. Like, there were certain shows that I had already been, like, watching at that time that I would keep watching, but... I didn't really want to commit to anything new. So I didn't watch Dance Moms. I remember when it started airing, like I had heard of the premise, but I thought it was kind of dumb. I didn't really understand because I knew that it was called Dance Moms, but like all of the promos were Abby Lee Miller screaming. So I was like, she is the dance teacher. So I don't know really what the focus is here. Um, I knew like, you know, the memes of Abby Lee Miller screaming. And then of course I, you know, when Maddie Ziegler did the Sia music videos and got super famous for that I knew that she was from Dance Moms 
I know that Jojo Siwa is a thing. <laughs> She's very much after my time. Um, but I knew that she was from Dance Mom, so yeah, I didn't really have any experience with it whatsoever. So I'm coming in totally fresh. I watched the first season and then a little bit of the second season, and then I watched some like compilation videos on YouTube, and it was really interesting. I mean, it's kind of hard to binge because it's a lot of like, you know, borderline child abuse, and that gets a lot after a while, but I did want to keep watching. That's the thing that is a little bit sad about this podcast is that uh, since it's a weekly podcast, I really don't have a lot of time to really delve into the shows that I want to. So it's it's something that has like years and years and years of seasons and like a lot of like background information and, you know, fans who are really dedicated to it. I just don't have enough time to really like get a deep dive into that. So I don't know, maybe one week I'll do like a two part something or another where I start out in the early seasons of one show and then the next week is like an episode from a later season and I can compare and contrast like how the show has changed just because there's a lot out there that's like seven or eight seasons long and I just have no ability to binge watch that in one week. So yeah, I watched the first couple seasons or really just the first season and then as much of the second season as I could get through which was not a lot but it was good. It was really interesting um, to see just because the premise like it's very... I don't know it's strange we'll get into it so let's just let's go into the background um so it began airing in 2011 like I mentioned on Lifetime which I think this is probably the first Lifetime reality show that I've ever talked about I don't know that Lifetime has a lot of reality shows obviously Lifetime is known for like the Lifetime movies and I remember they would always play like pretty sure they played like Grey's Anatomy and Wife Swap like just on syndication during the day I don't remember Lifetime ever having a lot of original programming that wasn't like the Lifetime original movies. Um, So yeah, it's a Lifetime original reality show. Um, It started airing in 2011. It's actually still currently airing. It's on its eighth season as of 2019. And the show features the dance teacher Abby Lee Miller and her competitive dance team from the Abby Lee Dance Company, um, along with the children's mothers as they travel to and compete in various dance competitions. So that's like the very sanitized way of describing the show. Um, Like I said, it's kind of like borderline child abuse. The kids are really like pushed to the max. Uh, The whole shtick as like is introduced in the first episode is that most dance teams take months practicing a dance before they compete it and they'll compete with the same dance at all of the different competitions all season. But in Abby Lee Miller's company they are going to learn a new dance every single week which is really just like insane they're not only are they expected to learn this new dance every single week they're expected to perfect it compete with it and win like Abby has high expectations for her team and then of course while all of that is happening we have the mothers who are just fucking crazy causing drama getting in arguments being really really petty like the the mothers are far more childish than any of the children on this show Um, And so to me, it feels almost as if, like, if Desperate Housewives, if they all had daughters that were in dance and the show featured the moms backstage at dance competitions instead of, like, in their living rooms on Wisteria Lane. Like, that's the kind of vibe that Dance Moms has, honestly. 
So the show was particularly controversial for, you know, several reasons. Um, Obviously, the way that Abby spoke to the kids and just the amount of pressure that they were under. I mean, these kids, like in the first season, the youngest is six and the oldest is 13. But on average, they're all about eight or nine years old. And there are several episodes where they're just like sick with anxiety and stress over the expectations that have been set for them. So that's kind of hard to watch is these children who like, are crying because they think that they're going to get screamed at because they like messed up one small thing in their dance. Um, also, what was really controversial was the pyramid, which was kind of the setup for how the children were judged each re- week or e- ranked each week. Um, so yeah, it's basically what it sounds like. It's a pyramid where like the children's headshots were put either on the bottom row or in the middle row. And then of course, there's only one person on the top row. So this is the way that the kids were judged and ranked and pitted against each other each week. And this was not even a thing apparently before the show started filming at the studio. This was something that the producers of the television television show invented. Another thing that was very controversial was just the way that the women acted, the moms acted themselves. Um, They would get into fights with one another. They would get into fights with Abby. Kelly Highland, who was the mother of two of the um, original dancers, Paige and Brooke, she was actually arrested in January 2014 under charges of assault after an altercation with Abby backstage. I watched this in the one of the compilation videos. I googled like craziest dance moms fights. Um, so this was the one, and I mean it was nuts. Like Abby really got in her face and started like biting at her like biting at her finger that Kelly was pointing in her face and then Kelly like slapped her just kind of like patted her face a little bit to be like what are you doing it wasn't cute it was all very inappropriate but it wasn't like very violent it definitely sounds worse writing like in black and white writing like she assaulted her watching it it just all seems silly and ridiculous that it even happened but after this happened Paige and Brooke ended up leaving the company funnily enough Um, Also, the dances that Abby choreographed were sometimes controversial or featured very mature subjects. Um, There was actually a season two episode called Topless Showgirls that was pulled from rotation after featuring a burlesque like feather fan dance where the girls were costumed in like nude illusion sequin flesh tone bras. Uh, That wasn't the only controversial dance. There was also one in the first season called where have all the children gone when the implication is that these kids have been like kidnapped or have killed themselves yeah kind of gets dark um and just some other fun facts that i found as i did my research um abby was just as bad off camera if not a little bit worse uh there have been a few of the different dance moms kids who have like spoken out since leaving the show saying you know, this is my experience on the show, and this is who Abby was, and honestly, there were some things that she said to us that they didn't air because she would have looked horrible, like even worse than she already did. Uh, When they had their little pyramid segment, pre-judging, post-week judging, whatever you want to call it, that actually took two to three hours to film, which is crazy because it seems like it should be pretty quick and easy. Um, but no, that took a really long time. And uh, there were a couple of different girls, Chloe and Nia, both specifically, who uh, have YouTube video- or YouTube channels now. And they had videos that were like 10 secrets about dance moms or things, you know, going on behind the scenes. And they both said that it took like between two and three hours and they just hated that. 
Also, they would do the dances twice at the competitions. Um, once was for the judges, and then the second time was for the cameras. So the judges actually like leave the room on the second round, and it would just be them performing again to make sure that the cameras got all of the angles that they needed and everything. Kind of reminds me how on RuPaul's Drag Race they have to walk the runway twice just to like you know give the cameras the opportunity to get everything. Also, I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, Abby Lee Miller was a member of the Dance Masters of Pennsylvania, and she had her membership terminated after Dance Moms began airing, um, as they said that it was, quote, a total misrepresentation of our dance, educator, dance educators and their students and is detrimental to the dance profession. So, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of get that, because, I mean, I don't doubt that Abby Lee Miller is a legitimate dance teacher and dance educator, but she definitely really like plays into all of the reality tv trashiness of it all and it doesn't look great like she definitely seems like more of a a character than a dance educator the show also spawned several spin-offs which i like don't think i knew about any of these which is kind of funny so there's dance moms miami which is obviously set in miami florida and it just features like a different studio entirely um it was canceled after only one season so i guess it wasn't that popular there's also Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, which ran for two seasons, and that was more of like a competition reality show style where they were looking for the best dancer like of the group. There's Abby's Studio Rescue, which is really similar to like a Kitchen Nightmares or a Bar Rescue or a Tabitha Takes Over. Um, and then also Raising Asia, which is a spinoff that featured Asia Monet Ray, who was a guest like dancer who was occasionally featured in um, season three. Also, there's a British version called Dance Mums with Jennifer Ellison, which is kind of fun. I wish uh, I had some time to like look that up and watch that because I love a British accent. So that's about it in terms of the background. Um, so going on to how I chose this episode, like I mentioned, I watched all of season one and part of season two. So this episode that we're talking about today specifically is a season one episode. And this was sort of like the climax of season one there was kind of this story arc that had been building the entire season and this was kind of where it like had the natural resolution um also there's drag queen in this episode and you know i love a drag queen so that's why i chose this so this is season one episode 10 and it's called kathy brings it on now we're gonna get the previously on so um basically we see this woman named kathy which i'm gonna get into who she is in case you need a refresher or you haven't ever seen dance moms but um kathy is a a dance teacher as well who has a studio in ohio i guess like two hours away from abby lee miller's studio in pittsburgh called candy apples dance center she also has a daughter called called named vivianne not vivian vivianne vivianne stein so Kathy had decided that Vivianne had gotten like all that she could get out of being at her own studio and she took Vivianne to Abby's studio for the first, I don't know, like half, two thirds of the season. So Vivi competed with Abby's dancers, like she was part of the team for the first several episodes but there was a lot of clashing. Kathy thought that she was like better than whatever Abby told her to do she clashed with the student or not the students she clashed with like the other dance moms a lot like just yeah I just generally thought that she was like better than them like she didn't want to ride the bus she would drive herself to her own like to the competitions instead of riding with everyone she didn't like to make the costumes that all of the moms had to make for their kids so she eventually left and just 
decided that she wasn't going to be a part of the Abby Lee dance studio anymore. And it's fine. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, I guess that Kathy left, like, feeling a little bit salty because she decides that she is going to take her studio to L.A. for the first time ever specifically to compete against Abby Lee's studio in one of the semi-final quarter nationals, whatever, like the big competition out in L.A. So that's what happens. We get the preview on. Kathy tells us that she's going to meet them out there in L.A. to beat them. Um, also, we see that the Abby Lee Dance Company competed in Las Vegas. That's what they had been doing in the previous competition. And then one of the dance moms, Kelly, was upset, uh, yelling about how her kids never get, like, good outfits or good props. This is, like, Kelly's main beef always. It seems like this happens in every single episode until Kelly leaves, like, in season four. So we open in Hollywood, California, and we see our team arriving. Abby says that she expects big things in Hollywood. Um, also, she says that she rented the same studio that Lady Gaga and Britney Spears used to rehearse. Uh, she rented that while to use uh, while they're in L.A. This was kind of funny. Um, so Abby's like, you know, talks to the team, gives them like a little like pep talk about while they're why they're here, and she explains that they're here for the I Hollywood National Finals. And then immediately we get a talking head from another one of the moms named Christy, where she says, this is the last competition before the final nationals. So I just thought it was funny that this is the national finals and then they're going to the final nationals. So Abby's telling the team that the kids in this competition are pros, like they're the kids that have been in movies and on TV. And so it's like a really small competition because it's like for only the best of the best. She also lets us know that Maddie and Mackenzie's mom isn't there. So Maddie and Mackenzie are two dancers. They're Maddie Ziegler and Mackenzie Ziegler, like the most famous, I guess, dancers to come out of Dance Moms. Um, so Maddie and Mackenzie's mom isn't there. Abby says, she's like, we all make choices. She chose not to be here with you. Yikes. Like, that's just, that's just who Abby is. She's very blunt with her, uh, her commentary. So, uh, their mom apparently is away with her boyfriend and has just like entrusted the girls into Abby's care which I feel like you would have to pay the dance teacher a whole lot extra if you, she's also going to be like babysitting your kids for the entire time that they're in Hollywood. Abby also tells them that since Maddie and Mackenzie will be with her the whole time they might get some like they might do some stuff that the other students won't get to do. And this, of course, makes all of the other moms very salty, and they will bring this up later. Um, Holly, who is another one of the moms, I have to, like, differentiate between the moms and the kids because I didn't, like, write this down all at once, like, give you an introduction to the characters, but Holly's one of the moms. Um, she has a talking head where she says that it's weird that their mom isn't in Hollywood with them, which I feel like kind of has a dark subtext of like, you know what happens to kids in Hollywood, like just the darkness of show business. But it's true, like Hollywood's not a great place for your kids to be alone. And Abby Lee Miller is a little bit sketchy. And I feel like maybe cares more about just making her kids famous, like making her dancers famous than she does about like their genuine well-being. So yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Maddie and Mackenzie's mom should probably be out there keeping an eye on things as well. So it's time for Pyramid, as they call it, you know, that lovely judging part. Um, Paige and Brooke are in the bottom row, and they're not going to hit any solos this week because of it. Um, and Abby basically just says outright that it's because she's like had it <laughs> with their mom. 
So we get a little flashback to the last episode where Kelly was arguing with Abby about the costumes, like how her kids never get any good costumes. Um, and she says that she's going to like make them herself next time or she's going to design them herself and have them professionally made instead of like waiting till the last minute. And Abby's like, okay, well fine, then you can hire your own choreographer too if you want that. And so Abby tells us in a talking head that if Kelly does hire an independent choreographer and enters her kids as independent soloists, then they'll be out of the group number. And then Kelly tells us that, you know, Paige needs a solo to be seen because this is Hollywood, so she will hire someone if she has to. Next up in the pyramid um, are Nia and Mackenzie. Uh, they'll also be doing a duet together. This is kind of interesting because Nia and Mackenzie have not really been paired together at all um, this season, but in this episode they are paired together to do a duet, so that was just kind of like random. Chloe will be getting her own solo. Chloe, of course, is another dancer. Um, Chloe and Nia are together on the second row of the pyramid. And then at the top, no surprise, as Abby even says, Maddie is at the top of the pyramid and will be getting her own solo. Uh, and she says, Abby says to her, she's like, now remember, you are undefeated. People are out to get you. And there's like some dramatic music underneath this. But it's true, people are out to get her. And it's not just the other com like competitors from the other teams. It's really like the dance moms within within their own team. So it's three days to the competition. Um, the group is going to be doing a routine called My Pumps, which is a theatrical jazz dance. They always tell us like what the style is on the dances that they're doing, but like none of that means anything to me. They all look exactly the same. I don't understand what the difference is between jazz and lyrical, which is like the most of what they do. Lyrical just kind of seems like the dances that I would make up in my room when I was seven years old. It's just like, you know, me drawing on the one year of ballet that I took. It's just like turns and leaps and rolling around on the floor, but that's like everything that these kids do is lyrical. Um, so yeah, they're doing my pumps, which is a jazz dance. And as the group rehearses, Abby reiterates via like another talking head that if Paige and Brooke have their own solos that they're doing, uh, they won't be in the group routine as part of the Abby Lee Dance Company. So while the kids are all rehearsing, Kelly, Christy, and Holly, the three moms, they sit together on a couch in the room, um, and Kelly begins complaining about how Abby said that Maddie and Mackenzie would get to do things that the other kids won't, and how that means, like, you know, she's going to be getting their names out around L.A. And then Christy says that she's surprised that Melissa, who is Maddie and Mackenzie's mom, uh, that she picked her boyfriend over her kids. And then she's like, well... Whatever, if Melissa wants Maddie to keep dancing, she's got to keep her boyfriend happy since he pays the dance bills. And then we get like a flashback to a talking head from Melissa, which was like the very first episode or the first or second episode where she says that her boyfriend signs the checks for dance. So that's one thing that I really wish that we had gone into more was just this like this relationship dynamic, this kind of relationship drama between Melissa and her ex-husband and like the new boyfriend who we don't see at all this season. We see the ex-husband a little bit at the end of the season. Um, from what I could tell, I mean from what was said either on the show or what I could tell in like my research, uh, Melissa and her husband or her, her ex-husband broke up, like Maddie McKenzie's dad, they broke up after they went bankrupt, I guess, from paying for dance. And I don't know if this was, I don't know, I don't know how Melissa met this new guy. I think maybe they go into it more in some of the later seasons because on one of the fights that I saw 
on those compilations, which was, I don't know if this fight was like from season three or four or whatever, but one of the other dance moms accused Melissa of having like slept with or having like hooked up with her boss. So maybe that's, that's her boyfriend now is her boss. But anyway, her boyfriend like foots all of the bills for dance and everything. And I really want to know like the tea, the gossip on all of that. But at the same time, I don't because it's also like Maddie and Mackenzie are, are teenagers now and they don't need to have their families like messy relationship dynamics aired out on national TV. But as a person who wants the drama, I wanted to see that. So then Holly asked Kelly how she's doing with Brooke and Paige both being at the bottom and Kelly says that she's not surprised since she had an argument with Abby last week and like that's how it goes. But she does say that she paid too much money for her kids to come all the way out here and just like just do the group dance and not have a solo. Which honestly is pretty fair. I mean at the very least they could have had like a duet together because yeah they're on the other side of the com- like on the other side of the country. I don't know how much it costs to be at Abby Lee Dance Company but I'm sure it ain't cheap and Kelly pays for two kids. So I, I can kind of see what she's saying there. And she also says that she's like looked into a couple of different choreographers, which I mean is a bold choice because as Abby made it very clear, if you decide that you're going to do the independent solos, you're not going to be in the group number as part of the Abby Lee Dance Company. So Abby gathers the girls around and she says, uh, this is a talking head, she says that in order to bring, um, like bring up the excitement, get the girls pumped up, she's bringing in a special guest. So she tells the kids, you know, I have a visitor coming to see us and she knows everything there is to know about working that stage. And then she welcomes Laquifa. Now, before I go into Laquifa, I did want to say that Laquifa is the name of a dance routine that Nia had done earlier in the season. Nia and her mother Holly are the only African Americans on this show pretty much like at all ever, I think. Um, so that was like the point of contention on one of the episodes earlier in the season. I actually debated doing this one, um, before I got to this one and seeing kind of how this played out, but, um, it was just like a point of contention because it, Holly felt that Neo was being stereotyped and that she was being pushed into this box of doing all of these like quote unquote black dances or like black songs as opposed to just doing like the types of lyrical or jazz numbers that the other girls are doing so Abby welcomes in Laquifa and the door opens and who enters but Shangela the drag queen now I immediately knew that this was Shangela I recognized her immediately um Shangela comes in and her Chiron says Shangela aka Laquifa but if you know Shangela then you know that her full name is Shangela Laquifa Wadley so that's just her middle name and so she's lip syncing to the song Laquifa, which was the song that Nia had performed, which is a song, it's like a remix of Shangela's comedy routine on season three of RuPaul's Drag Race. And so it's funny because when that first episode with Nia doing the Laquifa dance, when that was airing earlier, not airing, I guess when I was watching it, um, earlier in the season, I, they had been talking about like, oh, she's going to do this dance, Laquifa, blah, 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 Laquifa, Laquifa, Laquifa. But you don't hear the music until they actually go out on stage and start dancing. So she goes out on stage and immediately, immediately I recognize it. And I was like, that's Shangela. Like, that's Shangela's song. So I thought that was really cool. And then I was just like double gagged when like later in the season, Shangela herself shows up. 
So she lip, she lip syncs to the song. Um, the kids are all laughing. Actually, Maddie looks like a little bit terrified of her. Uh, the moms are pretty, pretty shook. Holly says in her talking head that she was speechless. Um, Kelly says that she'd never seen a drag queen before, which seems kind of, I don't know, Kelly's like a little bit, she's a little bit of a loose cannon. I feel like I could see Kelly like going out with the gals to the gay club and watching a drag show. Um, so Shangela does her little like lip sync and then she does a death drop at the end and Nia like is, you know, her, her mouth is agape watching Shangela do this. So then Abby says in a voiceover that uh, she wanted Holly and Nia to see Laquifa because she wants Nia to embrace her ethnicity. Which is just like, uh, it's just not the best way to put that. I feel like, because it's, I mean, this is a drag queen and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like Shangela's drag character, but it is like a very loud, like, this specifically Laquifa is a character within a character of a postmodern pimpo. And it's just, that's not appropriate for an eight-year-old. And it's not like necessarily anything to do with her ethnicity. I don't know. But we do get like a flashback to Nia's Laquifa performance where she was like wearing this leopard print jumpsuit thing and she had an Afro wig and Holly was just very upset with the whole scenario. And so Abby still goes on to say like, well, she can get cast in these things that like these other kids can't. I mean, I wouldn't even send them for these roles, which I certainly would hope not because Abby's talking about roles that are specifically designed for like black people, like characters that are specifically black. So please do not send the lily white children that are all the rest of the children on your dance team to the sh like the casting call that specifically calls for an African-American child. Um, she also calls Nia a black diva. Uh, and that's why she wants her to see Shangela, who is the black diva, which is just like, I don't, uh, it just doesn't sit right with me for a white woman to be labeling a, an eight-year-old black child as a black diva. Like if, if Nia herself wants to self-identify as a black diva, that's great. But if Abby Lee Miller, her like dance teacher is forcing her into that role, it just doesn't, mm, I'm just not comfortable with it. I think Holly and I are on the same page about that. <laughs> Where it's just like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, these sorts of stereotypes, I guess. But it, there is something wrong with it when you're forcing someone into a stereotype. Like there's nothing wrong if those types of people exist in the world, but like not every black child needs to act like that. I don't know. Maybe I, as a white woman, shouldn't be giving my opinion on this either. Maybe not. Um, so yeah, Shangela's really great with the kids. She asks them if they want to learn how to do a death drop. So she teaches them, but her method of teaching is just like doing it. And so I ha still have no fucking clue how to do a death drop. Um, Holly has a talking head where she's like, well, at least she doesn't have an afro. And she is glad that Nia's getting some special attention from Abby because that's such a rare commodity. And so then Shangela actually tells Nia that she'll be doing the like the death drop as the the final move, like the finale, the cherry on top of the the rest of the dance. Um, so they work together on that a little bit, uh, and Holly is worried because she's not sure that Nia will be able to pull it off. So in Ohio, we are at Candy Apple's Dance Center, and Kathy is teaching a duet to Vivian, her daughter, and then a little redheaded boy named Justice, who I keep wanting to call Justin, but his name is Justice. She says in a talking head that Abby wasn't utilizing Vivi as she should have. Which is just like, ugh, oh my god. Kathy is like a major cunt. 
sorry if you don't like that word but like that is the only way to describe her and I know that she is um like she's acting apparently she's very very nice in person apparently she was actually the first person even cast to be on this show like before they cast Abby or any of the children Kathy they, they knew they were going to utilize her in some way and yeah she's like a great villain she plays a great villain but she is just oh my god insufferable she does the, her job so well um so it's like really frustrating to hear that because Vivi is not great at dancing <laughs> And like that was the whole thing was Abby was very nice to her and I thought very accommodating all things considered but like Vivianne is just not a great dancer so Kathy's like ah, she just wasn't being utilized but whatever. So she works with Justice and Vivi on their dance um, and then in another scene she's talking to like the other dancer that she's going to be taking to LA with her and explains that she's going to basically be going up against Chloe in her age division. And that she's going to be using the same music as Chloe, actually. So I guess you can just, like, go online and see who's dancing to what music even before you yourself have even registered for the event. Um, and she admits that she just, like, chose that same song because she wants to psych them out. Which is just, like, I don't even know what the point of this is because it could, it so easily backfires in the opposite direction. You know? I don't know. So back in LA, they're rehearsing in the studio when Abby gets a call. And so um, she, it's a call from her mom. She's, her mom's in the hospital. Um, Abby calls over Gianna, who is like the other choreographer with a company. And uh, she calls her into the hallway and explains that she needs to like try and find a flight to Orlando to see her mom like as soon as the competition's over. And Abby starts crying. And it's like pretty much the like most vulnerable we ever see her. So it's kind of sad um and that's just like I don't know I thought this moment was pretty interesting because like, you don't really ever see Abby having these sorts of human moments so I did want to that's another reason why I chose this episode it's just like this was I don't know it had more depth it had more nuance to it than a lot of the other episodes so then in another room at the same studio which in my opinion is uh, pretty fucking bold um Kelly and Paige Kelly and her daughter Paige meet Mike Munich who is uh the choreographer that she's hired for Paige for her to do a solo. Um, Kelly tells us in a talking head that she just wants her kids to feel special and she feels like every week Maddie gets the best choreography and Paige just gets what's left over. So this week she's decided to take it into her own hands by hiring her own choreographer. Um, so Mike the choreographer like he seems pretty nice. Uh, he tells them that he's danced with like Lady Gaga and Kesha and you know they're just gonna go at whatever pace that Paige needs to be able to pick things up and you know he just seems like a nice guy so I guess they start getting to work um and then meanwhile back in the other room Abby is still working with the others so she says that she's not stupid she knows that Kelly is like going behind her back and she has a choreographer in the next room because again that's pretty fucking bold to like bring someone into the studio that Abby probably rented on her own dime so that they could like rehearse while they were in LA so yeah, she says that um, in the 30 plus years that Kelly has been coming to her studio because Kelly herself was actually a student under Abby before she had children who were going there. Um, she's never trusted her loyalty and she says that it reminds her of Kathy's loyalty, which is shady considering Kathy is a bitch. And speaking of that bitch, Kathy, uh, in the next scene we're back in Ohio and Kathy's talking to Vivian Justice um, and she basically says that like, Formerly, when they had been at Abby Lee Dance Company, 
when Vivi had her duet with Mackenzie, she said that Dan, like Abby didn't show her what she was capable of or like she didn't show Vivi she didn't show what Vivi was capable of via the choreography, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yet, Vivi wasn't even able to do the solo that uh, Abby had given her that like she had worked with her personally on and she got so like freaked out by the idea of doing a new solo that Kathy let her compete instead of doing the choreography that Abby had done. They used old choreography that Kathy had taught her previously. So anyway, it's just it's just shady in my opinion. Back in LA, Paige and Mike are working together on their new choreography. Um, Paige is really nervous. She says that she's nervous because Mike doesn't know her like Abby does. He doesn't know what she can do. Um, and Kelly tells us that, you know, Mike is really busy. They basically only have today to learn the dance. So that's like the pressure's on there. All right, cut back to Ohio, Candy Apples. Um, it's just that the soloist Taylor competing with her or not competing, practicing her solo with the music that Chloe will be using. And then we get like a little split screen of Chloe practicing at the same time. And then it like shifts over to us just looking at Chloe, but it's all the same music that's happening the entire time. So Chloe's rehearsing with her solo music. Um, she says that she wants to win pretty badly, but she also has to remember that she like wants to have fun. And it's, it's cute. It's really endearing. All of these like kids are all really endearing, especially in their little like talking head interviews. They always just seem like you know, pretty pretty nice and pretty humble kids, all things considered. So Abby tells the dance moms that she's going to be leaving after the show because of her mom and everything that's going on with that. Um, and she says that she really wishes that she could be there with her mom, but she knows that she has a job to do here. And she basically is just saying, like, you know, you don't even realize the sacrifices that I make for your children. Next, Abby talks to Maddie about her solo. So she explains that Maddie is going to be doing a dance called Disappear. And it's about a child that's being abused and then like they commit suicide. So like I mentioned at the top of the show, Abby really loves a fucking dark number. <laughs> um, so she's like, some might think it's too mature for an eight-year-old. Oh yeah, some. Some might think the subject of suicide is too mature for an eight-year-old. But, you know, Abby knows better than that. Let's just scar the kids up early. And then Paige and Mike are rehearsing again in, her, uh, in their little side room. Um, so Kelly's trying to, like, give her some helpful hints. And her helpful hints include be sexy, which is a great thing to tell a nine-year-old. Also, show Miss Abby, look, I learned this cool dance without you because vengeance is a good motivator for a nine-year-old I don't know Kelly says that Paige seems really tense and Mike says like it seems like she's scared of something whether that's him or whether that's you know that Abby's going to be upset or the new choreography you know it's just like it's very obvious that she's she's afraid um so Paige gets really overwhelmed at that and she leaves the room and just locks herself in the bathroom and starts crying um and we don't we don't even see anything we just hear the audio of Kelly saying like you know it's going to be okay we don't have to do this, so. Kelly says that Paige is upset because um, she thinks that Abby will be mad at her for hiring another choreographer and also just like stressed out because they only have the one day to learn the dance. And so Kelly tells her like, they don't, we won't make you do the dance if you're not ready. And back at the other room, the other girls are all rehearsing. Um, I guess Kelly is also back in there. I guess this is like later in the day when she and Paige have gone back into the main rehearsal space. 
for some reason Kelly just like sighs loudly because she's like I don't know a bitch (laughs) and so Abby like whips around she's like well you can leave you you and you can leave like you don't need to be in here and Kelly says like well I still want my girls to be part of the group dance and Abby tells her of course like well you can't be in the group dance if you want to be an independent soloist it doesn't work that way and they just like go back and forth and fight about this and I like I get I get what Kelly's saying because she just says you know I want my daughters to be seen but also they still want a chance to dance with their friends and like represent the dance company but then I also get what Abby's saying which is you know if you're gonna enter them as an independent for one song then they can't be in my dance company for another song it's not consistent um and so then Kelly says the thing that like really pisses Abby off and says that like all she wants is for her kids to get good choreography and so Abby gets really offended at that because you know she considers that all of her choreography is good and then Kelly says she wants like you know just that that one little thing that'll make her feel special (laughs) and Abby's just like special ah I wasn't put on this earth to make her feel special I was put on this earth to make her dance which fair yeah like that's kind of true it's not everyone in the world is here to make your kid feel special like that's what you the mom is there for so it's one day to competition um abby takes maddie to lunch um she says that she's taking maddie to lunch since melissa isn't around and all the other moms are doing things with their kids but like where the fuck is mckenzie (laughs) because her mom isn't there either she's maddie's sister but uh yeah i guess they just left her in the hotel room while maddie got out got to go out to lunch um so Abby kind of talks to Maddie about like her future like what she wants to do what she wants to do as a career Maddie says she wants to be on Broadway but Abby kind of just is like well what about being in movies like what about being out here Abby says in a talking head that Maddie has like the it factor and she could like have a tv show all about her so I don't know Abby just wants to like make her into a star and then she brings the mood down by talking about how her mom is in the hospital in Florida and she says that she's kind of missing her like how maddie's missing her mom um and then maddie like has a little talking head about how she's sad like she said that abby's mom is in the hospital and it makes her miss her own mom and then abby like gets on her phone just like whips out her cell phone right there and calls her mom and just like yeah it's not i don't know it just like kind of brings the mood down like she's talking to her mom she's upset about how her mom is like getting treated at the hospital and abby's just like or not abby maddie's just sitting there eating her salad kind of awkwardly so they get up to leave the restaurant and Abby's kind of just saying like she has too much to worry about with her mom being in the hospital to like worry about Kelly's whining about choreography. So it's the competition day. The kids are getting ready in the dressing room. Abby is giving her version of a pep talk which is basically like don't fuck this up for me. Um, and meanwhile we see Kathy and the candy apples walking down the hallway in their matching red track suits. So Kathy's saying like she put a lot of eggs into one basket coming here and she just wants to prove to Abby that they're the better team. So somehow, aka producer intervention, uh, Kathy is able to just waltz right into the um, Abby Lee Dance Company team's dressing room. Kathy walks in, Abby's jaw drops, she asks what she's doing there. She hands them a basket of what I assume is candy apples because it's just like a basket and you can see like sticks sticking out of it but they don't really ever address it so I feel like Kathy had this like great idea of like how she was going to hand them the candy apples and it was going to like be all shady sort of and it was going to like be a good moment on TV and then the producers just like cut that out. Um, So she says that she wants to introduce them to someone and she like you know 
pulls up his her little red-headed boy, Justice. She's like, this is Justice. And then Taylor. She's like, Taylor is a three-time title winner. And she's like, what titles have you won, Taylor? And so I swear to God, these are the titles that Taylor says that she's won. Junior Miss Dynamite, Junior Miss Car, and Junior Miss Death Star. I swear to God, that's what she says. So yeah, Kathy's just being a bitch. Um, like she's trying to imply that Vivian Justice are gonna beat Nia and Mackenzie. She's like, oh, Nia and Mackenzie have a duet. Is that so? Hmm, bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, Holly even asked, she's like, well, what are you doing out here? Like, don't you usually, you know, they're all like, what are you doing here? Why, we thought you didn't leave Ohio. Um, and Kathy says that like, well, a certain someone told me to bring it on. So I decided to come on out for the competition and bring it. And so we get a flashback to one of the earlier fight scenes between Kelly and Kathy. And Kelly was saying, like, bring it, bring it on, brah. There was this, like, really horrible scene earlier in the season between, like, it was a fight scene between Kathy and Kelly um, because Kelly's daughter, Brooke, had this costume that was really, really ugly, but no one knew that it was that ugly until they got to the competition, apparently. And then Abby asked, Brooke to put on Vivi's costume which is pretty wild because Vivi is like six and Brooke is 13 um but somehow the top fit her so she was gonna wear that out instead and then literally like five minutes before Brooke was supposed to go on stage like there were three numbers ahead of her Kathy went up and was like you can't wear the costume you have to take it off so of course like that made Kelly blow up and they got into a huge fight and that's how Kathy was you know told to bring it like she was told to go back to her studio and like bring it you're not that good if you're over here anyway so I think that's what like drove Kathy to vengeance um so Kathy says that she wanted to like come out and try some new choreography she says like fresh choreography not boring old dated choreography I don't believe in just doing the same old stuff because it works and so then Abby gets really fucking offended. Apparently that's like her one sticking point. It's like, do not insult her fucking choreography. Um, but she's also just like flabbergasted that someone would be so blatantly rude as to just like sh talk shit on someone's choreography to their face. So then Abby kind of like gets up in Kathy's face at that point and she says that she has kids working all over. And Kathy tries to say that she does too. And Abby's just like, okay, yeah, who, who, name them. Who do you have that's working? So Kathy says, well, there's so-and-so, and she's in New York. And Abby's like, well, what show is she doing on New York? What show on Broadway? And Kathy's like, well, she isn't doing one. And Abby yells, failure. Just like, it was all very quick, but that, like, yelling failure really tickled me. So then Kathy leaves, and Abby says that now she has two traders. She has Kelly because she had the choreographer for the independent solos, and now Kathy and her rotten apples. So they get Nia and Mackenzie into their costumes for the duet, um, and while that's happening, Kelly starts talking about how they only learned 30 seconds of Paige's solo choreography yesterday, which is kind of weird. I mean, it definitely seemed like they, they definitely learned more. It's It was implied that they learned more, it seemed like. Um, so obviously, if you only know 30 seconds worth, you're not going to be able to compete it, because like, the songs are all like two minutes long. So Abby overhears this and I guess, you know, because Abby's like not a mature person either and she just uses this as a time to call them out. Um, she asks Paige like, oh, well, how's your solo number? Then blah, 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 like being a bitch. Uh, and then Abby and Kelly start fighting again. Kelly starts crying and she leaves to go pull Paige's number. 
Which is, yeah, like, how did you, how, why did you even enter it in the first place if she only knows 30 seconds? Um, and also you knew that if you were going to do this independent number that you were going to not be in the group number. So why would you even bother risking your chance of being in the group number with an independent solo that you're not even going to be able to do because you only know 30 seconds of the choreography, Kelly. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> anyway, in the next scene, uh, Maddie and Abby are walking through the hallway together. Abby like has her hand and she says I don't mean to be holding your hand I just want to make sure everyone recognizes who you are which is like weird right like that's weird right I think that's weird um and then she goes on to say like again to Maddie that she's doing a very controversial number and she's not sure if like everyone will get it if the judges are going to understand it um so Abby like gives her a little pep talk but for Maddie like for Maddie it's actually a pep talk it's not just a like don't fuck this up or you're dead to me kind of talk like everyone else get it's it's like genuinely like you can do this I believe in you also Abby has this thing like I think Abby Lee Miller has nodes or something because every once in a while like as she's talking it's like her voice gets really tired and it just starts to crack and sounds really weak and I just really want to like her to clear her throat and like suck down a lozenge or something it's very irritating to listen to and that's what's happening right now in this scene um and she tells Maddie that she needs to be a good actress and just like make all of the judges feel bad for this poor abused girl and then Abby actually starts to cry um and tells her to like to do the dance for Mrs. Miller which I feel like is a little bit like Mrs. Miller being her own mom who's in the hospital right now I don't know I feel like (sighs) I just feel like that's like not appropriate for Maddie to see right before she goes on stage because like right now she has kind of a weird relationship with Abby because Abby's like her dance teacher but she's also like her babysitter nanny person right now taking care of her while her mom's gone. I'm sure things are really stressful because they're about to go into the big competition and her mom isn't there so she just has like this dance teacher taking care of her and then her dance teacher like starts crying about how her own mom is sick and it's just like I feel like that's too much to put on an an eight-year-old. But Maddie goes up on stage. She does her solo. Um, You know, she's a beautiful dancer. I can't really, like, describe a dance solo to you in a way that, like, makes it look like, makes it seem as if you were there. So, I don't know. Just look this up. But, um, yeah, she does well. She steps off stage and she starts tearing up a little bit. And she's, like, breaks my heart. Um, She says it's because she's sad that her mom wasn't there to watch her. Which I'm sure it was because her mom is like, her mom always cries. Like she cries whenever she sees her daughter dance and it's always really sweet. And I always notice, like this is never anything that was explicitly said, but I notice whenever um, her mom watches Maddie dance, like after she's done, she like claps for her and then she does like the I love you in sign language and holds that up for her to see. And it's cute. So I'm sure Maddie was sad that her mom wasn't there for that. Uh, Next we see Kathy leading Justice and Vivi to the stage for their duet. She tells us once again that they're there to rattle the Abby Lee Dance Company and they cannot lose. Um, And then, like, but she says to the kid, like, well, the most important part is that you have fun. Like, okay, sure, Jan. So then Vivi actually has a little talking head here where she says that she thinks they're going to beat Mackenzie and Nia because they mostly just do acro, backbends, and lunging. Which is, like, I've never seen them just do lunging. I feel like that's a little bit of a reach. So Vivian Justice go on stage. They do their little duet. Um, the one thing I do notice is that they definitely like don't. It takes them a hot second to find their light. They're like dancing at the very back of the stage, and they're all in darkness. And then eventually they make their way up to like center stage, upstage, but or downstage, I guess. Um, but yeah, they like stay in the shadow for a little bit at first. I'm sure that doesn't help their score. 
and their dance like it's cute but it just doesn't seem like very technically impressive so then Nia and Mackenzie are next um so we also get a cute little like Maddie talking head where she says that her sisters are my sister's gonna take those apples down it was just cute um so Nia and Mackenzie do their solo or not solo their duet um it's like an acro jazz duet where Nia is dressed as a snake charmer and Mackenzie is a snake it's cute but like acro to me is so strange to watch in these dance competitions because it's just doing like tumbling passes and contortion tricks basically like back bends and stuff where you're just like contorting your body and like that's fine and beautiful but it's not it feels like very hard to judge that against like a lyrical dance solo where you know like it's all very graceful and jumps and leaps as opposed to someone like doing back bends and putting their like head like their feet by their head you know what I'm saying I don't know just kind of seems strange like how do you judge those two compared to one another so now is the big moment as Kathy puts it um Taylor from Candy Apples is going to be doing her solo using the same music that Chloe will what I want to know is how Kathy knew that she'd be able to go before Chloe and so that it looks like she used the music first I don't know how she arranged that other than just like producer intervention so the music starts and then Abby and the other moms start to register what's happening Chloe and Christy are actually backstage and they start getting freaked out when they hear the music because they think something's wrong. Chloe rushes out to the stage and we even see her like talking to the stage manager presumably like asking like what's going on with the music why are they playing my music and in the audience Abby tells Christy that it was Kathy's student who used Chloe's music and so Chloe does even say like well I think I think Kathy did that to try and steal my thunder but you know now that we're using the same music it's just down to like whoever is the best dancer. So Chloe goes on next and she's very beautiful um, and Christy says that she wants she just wants Chloe coming off stage feeling good about herself and feeling like she did the best that she could do but Chloe dances her dance and then Abby seems really pleased with her performance at the end so I think Chloe did really well. So then it's time for the group number um, so the moms tell the girls to remember what Laquifa taught them. For some reason they're all wearing black wigs for this dance and it just looks kind of strange. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't just have their regular hair. As they perform the number Holly says in a talking head that she's worried that Nia will be able to pull off the death drop but then it's like the close of the dance and Nia's the last one on stage and she hits the death drop. It's awesome and she kills it. So Abby says that their dance was super fabulous which is a weird word and I don't think she ever says that again. So then it's time for the award ceremony. One thing I do really appreciate about Dance Moms is that they don't like make you wait for the results. They'll just like immediately announce, you know, Abby Lee got third or second or first or whatever it was. Um, so Kathy's saying that they have to win. Once again, Candy Apples has to beat Abby Lee. But they don't. So Abby Lee Dance Company wins the duet with Nia and Mackenzie. Vivian and Justice don't even place. Then Chloe wins first place for junior solo um, and Kathy says that she's upset that Taylor got beat. So yeah that's like the only two things that Candy Apples competed so they got soundly defeated by Abby Lee Dance Company. But then um, Maddie actually only wins second place with her solo disappear which is a shock because she I think had only won first like she was undefeated up until this um, 
this specific moment. So Abby says, like, her throat closed up and she was utterly shocked. Um, and then Ab- Maddie. Maddie says in a little talking head that she was surprised because she thought she danced the best, but that she was still happy with second place because the girl who won, like, didn't even make it into the top ten at another competition and she just, like, likes that everyone gets a chance to win. I don't know. It was just a very pure moment and I just really like Maddie. And then the group dance gets third place um, and Abby's really upset about that. She says that she really wanted a big win here so that they could like walk into nationals next week with their heads held high and now they're going to have to go from like first or from third to first in one week. But still after judging is over Kathy comes up to them in the hallway and she tells them congrats. But then but then she says to them she's like well you know you guys I can go home and I can fix what my kid's wrong but you can't fix and then it's like bleeped here and I couldn't really tell what she said but it was basically saying like you can't fix ugly or some shit like you can't fix whatever the fuck is wrong that with Abby Lee's team and then they all like get upset with her and Kelly's like well you can't get higher than first place Kathy but I don't know it's just like what a bitch why would you say that to a bunch of eight-year-olds like these are children I don't know And so Abby says, like, I cannot believe that is a grown adult who teaches children, which I'm on the same page. God, Kathy's such a bitch. Like, oh, she plays such a, she does such a good job at playing this role of the villain because she's, like, sickeningly sweet. She's, like, ooh, ooh, she's, like, Dolores Umbridge. Like, she's not as bad as Dolores Umbridge, but it's that, like, sickeningly sweet while also just being a horrible person kind of villain. So then Abby says that she's proud of everyone for like standing on stage and doing a good job and looking like they had fun which is you know high praise coming from Abby. Um, But then she and Kelly immediately begin fighting about the choreography again. And so yeah that basically is just the end of it. It just like ends with Kelly and Kathy in a fight and Kelly complaining that like she never gets special or her kids never get special attention like Maddie. And yeah that's it. That's the end. So where are they now? I'm going to try and do this pretty quickly because there's like a lot of these people, right? So Abby Lee Miller, um, in 2015, she was indicted for fraud for setting up a secret bank account where she hid income from like her master classes and TV deals and endorsements and things like that. Um, also, she was indicted for bankruptcy, bankruptcy fraud and customs fraud. Uh, she actually reached a deal with the IRS um, to enter a guilty plea and uh, for reduced charges in 2016. On, um, in 2017, she was sentenced to a year and a day in prison, and she began her sentence on July 12th. And then she was in prison until March 27th, 2018, when she was transferred to a halfway house to complete her sentence, but she was ended up, like, just being released early due to her, um, health issues. So in April 2018, she was actually diagnosed with Burkitt's lymphoma following spinal surgery, and she spent much of 2018 in physical therapy relearning how to walk. And although she left Dance Moms in season seven, which like just so happened to coincide with the beginning of her prison sentence, uh, but she said was not the reason that she left the show, um, she did return for season eight, which is airing, but it has like a new cast of dancers and moms. It's not the same, same group of people who had been there from seasons like one through seven. Next is um, Chloe. Chloe, I think her name is pronounced Lukasiak. Lukasiak? Uh, Chloe actually left in season four, although she had a recurring guest role in season seven. Um, after she left the Abby Lee Dance Company, she began dancing with Studio 19 Dance Complex, where she like continued to compete throughout her teenage years. 
She started a popular YouTube channel where she vlogs. Um, she's been featured uh, in many um, music videos. She was also in a Lifetime movie called Center Stage on Point. In 2017, she released her book, Girl on Point, Chloe's Guide to Taking on the World. Also, um, she formed the dance group The Irreplaceables with several other like former Abby Lee dancers, and this was featured in season seven. She toured with The Irreplaceables like on tour. And then uh, as of 2019, she was accepted to Pepperdine University. So our girl's going to college. Nia Frazier, uh, she goes by Nia Sue publicly. That's S-I-O-U-X, so that's kind of cool. Um, she was also part of the Irre Irreplaceables dance troupe. She also has a YouTube channel where she vlogs. Um, she's a singer who's released several singles. And then since 2018, Nia has played Emma Barber on the CBS soap The Bold and the Beautiful. Paige and Brooke Hyland, they both left the show and the Abby Lee Dance Company in season four after their mother got into the, like, the altercation with Abby. Paige actually ended up suing Abby for abuse after they left when she was only 13, but the case was ultimately dismissed. Um, Brooke has since graduated from Ohio University in 2019 with degrees in marketing and management information systems, and Paige is uh, going to be starting at West Virginia University beginning this year. Mackenzie Ziegler. Um, Mackenzie and Maddie actually ended up leaving the show in season six. Mackenzie is a musical artist. She first released music as Mac Z and then under the name Kenzie. Uh, Mackenzie's done some acting. She was starting uh, with the Nickelodeon sitcom Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn. She stars in a web show called Total Eclipse and then she's also competed on Dancing with the Stars Jr. And then Maddie Ziegler, who's like undeniably the breakout star of the show, um, she actually began dancing with Dance Mechanics after she left the Abby Lee Dance Company in season six. Uh, she's probably most well known for performing, like just being Sia's mini-me, basically. Like she uh, performs in a bunch of Sia's music videos. I think the ones that were most well known was like Chandelier, because that was kind of the breakout, and then Elastic Heart. Um, she's performed with her like at live shows, toured with Sia, a whole bunch of stuff. She was also a judge on the 2016 season of So You Think You Can Dance, The Next Generation. She played Christina in the 2017 film, The Book of Henry. And also in 2017, she released her memoir, The Maddie Diaries, which became a bestseller. And she is writing a trilogy of YA novels. Two have already been released called The Audition and The Callback. And then a whole bunch of other stuff, um, both for Maddie and Mackenzie, but it's just too much to all write down and I had been working on this script all day today and I was really tired so I stopped there. Um, so does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? I mean this show isn't even that old really like it's still airing. Uh, it's maybe jumped the shark a little bit since it's got a new cast and everything um, but I would say you know it still holds up. It's a really unusual premise I guess just the way the dynamics of the moms themselves amongst themselves like amongst each other the moms versus Abby the way that the kids interact with one another one another because the kids are all relatively like sweet and like just Abby in general like you know being kind of this Gordon Ramsay the Simon Cowell figure I don't know it's just like kind of an interesting dynamic that I haven't seen in a lot of other shows so I think that it does hold up um it is worth a rewatch I definitely found myself pretty fascinated by everything I would have kept watching it if I had time to keep going 
Uh, if you are a Dance Moms fan, like, I can definitely understand why people are Dance Moms fans. It's really just, like, easy to get sucked into all of this. So I would say, like, go back and probably, like, give it a rewatch. I feel like the first season probably is, like, a lot more a lot more innocent than later seasons. I think Abby probably gets a lot more aggressive with her style of coaching, if you will. Um, so maybe, maybe the first season is, like, a nice refresh to those of you who have, like, been keeping up with it and you're kind of worried about how these children are treated (laughs) go back to the first season and see them treated like relatively well all right you guys well that wraps it up for this week's episode um please subscribe to this podcast rate and review it on itunes or stitcher or wherever else you can follow me on facebook at snapback to reality podcast on instagram at snapback to reality pod or my personal instagram really underscore riley Or you can email me at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week, and I hope you have a wonderful day and rest of your week. Bye!